not to not to stage a cold open or anything, but um, paying someone on Fiverr to do a drum track to our theme tune was oh, great. I've still not listened to that. It came up and I was like somewhere that it wasn't appropriate to press play on the music, so I haven't done it. I will do that after this recording. Oh, cool. Well, I'm definitely going to put it in as the theme tune for this episode. Because, nice. you know, like when an episode does like a special thing and it's all slightly yeah. different, it'll just be that. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harries. And making a triumphant return, me, Graham Jones. And this is the podcast where we argue about a top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. And this week we are figuring out our top three shows that went on longer than expected. Because this is also a podcast that has now been going for a hundred fucking episodes. Yeah, that's ridiculous, isn't it? It's fucking mental. This is excluding... um... Excluding so undrafted. This is, this is pure episodes. Pure episodes. So it's excluding like League of Good Bad Movies. Oh, wow. So we're like we're probably in the like one one twenty like total total. I I think total maybe one yeah one twenty three. Okay, would be my guess one twenty four. But for pure episodes, pure. because yeah. we are being. Uh, I can't think of a good word there that's not steeped in nationalism. <laughs> Uh, just, just, just talking proper, real, hearty, good British episodes. We're <laughs> at a hundred now. Hearty British episodes. It's a hearty British pod. Uh, I suppose so. Um, hearty British episode sounds like I feel like like the Brexit vote was a British episode. The war on Iraq, hearty British episode. The Falklands. Yeah, all the good stuff. All the- <laughs> All the good stuff. The Great War, the sequel. Yeah. Like all all hearty British episodes. Part three's that... coming soon. <laughs> Yay! That was that was a fun coup. <laughs> Didn't last. Lasted. No. Nah. Have you seen the um the the release of all of the like all of his different uh disguises? Yes, it's just my 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 dad uh Said it. Now official guest of the pod, my dad, yeah. sent me the picture and I sent him the video. It was a compilation clip of Gene Parmesan from uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> Just all. And Sasha Baron Cohen tweeted it and said he was ripping him off. <laughs> it's so good. Because, like, the um, there's one with the beard that is so obviously mm. stuck on. Yeah, and it is so obviously Sasha Baron Cohen's character from The Dictator. Yeah. 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 Ah, uh, oh, what a weird world! Good old mercenary groups, eh? 
Good times. Where would we be without them? Also, weirdly, he was driving up the M4. There's an M4 on the way to Moscow. Every Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Everything starts with the M4. Okay, yeah, or at least comes back to the M4. I wonder if there were services on that M4. There must have been. I, yeah, I think in Russia, um, the the motorway services you there. Ah, see what you did there. Mm. I do like the idea of a coup, and the coup has been stopped at Lee Delamere. <laughs> Everyone's gone to get a Cornish pasty. Yeah, one of those awkward services where the battle would be raging on the bridge that crosses the motorway. Yeah, that feels like... Um, that feels quite post-apocalyptic zombie mood, like British zombie apocalypse. You've hunkered down in a services, and follow-up question, if you had to hunker down in the services to stave off a zombie apocalypse, which one would you choose? Um, but I feel like that is a really good set piece for a British zombie movie, kind of escaping to like the north side of the services, because that's where... Or you have to get to the north side of the services because there's like some me- there's a boots there, so you can get some medicine <laughs> and bring it back. But that's where all the zombies are. And you have to you know dodge round the overpriced sandwiches at the W H Smiths, pour a hot coffee from the Costa machine that costs more than going into a Costa in a regular um, town in the UK and yeah, launch. But there's but there's also zombies. a Costa in that service station. It is a Costa in the you just, service station. You just well. don't have the time to queue, so mm. you just get one from the shitty machine while staring longingly at the Costa. <laughs> yeah. Kind of hoping it was a Starbucks. But there's no fucking Starbucks past uh, a certain point on the M4 until you get just beyond Cardiff. Have you also seen, tangent upon tangent, um, someone plotted... We've, we've, we've done a hundred episodes of this. <laughs> so, someone has plotted all of the Greggs and Pretts in the UK, and there is a significant north-south divide uh, the Wat- <laughs> Watford, around about Watford Gap, where it becomes Greggs and Pretters south of the south of the border. I could. I have not seen that, but I get it. <laughs> like, it makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, back to the... Um, Back to the uh, service station query. There is a service station on the M3 that Mm. is next to a massive fuck-off radio antenna. I think it's Fleet. Oh, yeah. Um, That's in, like, basically, like, in a forest. Yeah. So I I feel like the woods would give you protection from the... Any hordes going down the the motorway. There's also a separate building which is a drive-through Starbucks, so you kind of have like a a backup to go into if the service station is compromised. Yeah, and you could also have a watchman on the aerial, but it's not going to be me because it's fucking tall. <laughs> let's, let's let's have a look, shall so we? So I have I have two options. There's either. Um, Lancaster Services, which has the uh, so it's all the way up the M6, and it has like what used to be a big rotating restaurant. So yeah. there's like a so it's a good vantage point. Um, and I guess I mean it rotates slowly. I'm imagining, but you could I think you could fashion that into some kind of like zombie decapitation device. Or further up the M6 services, um, as you can tell. <laughs> driven up the M6 a lot in uh, recent years, um, there is uh, T-Bay Services, which is like, um, it has a full-on like farm shop. There's like panoramic views of the um, of 
the Lake District and yeah, like deli style food. So, you know, if I'm going to hunker down, I'd rather have a nice sort of pork pie with some Stilton on the top of it rather than a, a egg and cress sandwich from Urban Eats because they're shit. I get it. I get it. I I don't think Fleet has the aerial. I think I am thinking of another place with the aerial. But it does have the forest and the bridge. So I feel like I feel like we're good. So I'll 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 be I'll be guarding the M three, you can guard the M six. Sorted. Perfect. Comparing notes on Pratt and Greg's. <laughs> anyway, past uh, service stations. As we said, we have now been doing this for a hundred episodes. I have done some uh some calculating and maths and all of that shit. Yeah. We have released 9214 minutes of standard podcast episodes which works out as uh, an average of 93 minutes an episode. Our longest episode any guesses in terms of length? Um not in terms of girth. Not in terms of girth. Um our episodes are very girthy. <laughs> I do like a girthy episode. Um, uh, mid, is it a Midsummer one? It is a Midsummer one. It's 129 minutes long. Was it the recent? Uh, no, the yeah. one before. Okay. Or possibly the first one. They were all around the same length. Yeah. And our shortest episode? Um, the first one? One of the first ones was 53 minutes long. So my episode I did by myself yeah, you went was longer than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were to therefore listen to the podcast consecutively from the first episode to the 99th episode, it would take you six and a half days. It would, or 153 and a half hours, which <laughs> is 26 hours longer than James Franco was trapped under that rock in that movie. So mm. he could have listened to... A lo- Maybe he wouldn't have cut his arm off if he had an extra 26 hours to watch um, or listen. Or he might have just carried... It might, the film would have just been called 153 hours because he would have just kind of persevered so he got to... Yeah, true. Uh, it is 98 hours longer than Britney Spears was married to Jason Alexander. Uh, <laughs> it is 58 Midsummers. Uh, 13 Lord of the Rings extended edition marathons. Nice. It is the so the average time it took to get to the moon in an Apollo rocket was seventy-eight yeah. hours. So, yeah, so you could go, you there, could go and back. there and back. Like if we we need to pad this out to make the extra time, yeah. but you could get to the moon and back and listen to nothing but us. Uh, you could watch the entire Infinity Saga three times with time left over to watch Into the Spider Verse and Teen Titans go to the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have kept going, but I had to draw the line somewhere. So we've released a lot. Hmm. Yeah, a lot more than I thought we were going to when we uh, got drunk during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I-, I thought once we missed the deadline to actually enter this into that competition we started this podcast for, I thought we'd land land decent episode and then we'd call it a day. Yeah. And now we're 100 plus in with a Patreon. It's great. Well, with as in like we we have more than one patron. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. But we have we have one patron <laughs> patron with, with, with patrons with with multiple patrons. But pa- patron saints in our eyes, hey. guys. Hey, I like it. I like it a lot. But yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fucking episodes. Hmm. What's your favorite thing? That What's my is, favorite thing? Um, a hundred. 
what's your favorite thing that is referred to in um let me start this again what's your favorite hundred of something what is my favorite hundred or something yeah uh, i know what it's not someone at work the other day who i think listens to this podcast complained a lot about cricket the other day <laughs> so my answer is going to be definitely not the hundred what is my favorite hundred of something um, yeah. um just on cricket cricket my favorite thing about cricket is how um they know it's such a boring sport that they have to keep trying to figure out different ways of playing it to attract people to watch I it. mean, I can't talk. <laughs> like, I, 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 I didn't even do my knee playing actual rugby. It was one of the the other things they try try this to bring true. it out. So I'm not going to comment on that, but I agree. Um, Favourite 100? I do not know how to answer that question, Graham. I will go for the TV series The 100, <laughs> which I still haven't okay. finished watching because Amazon hasn't had the goddamn decency to add the last season onto it. But oh, So it's just the 99? I... Sure. Now a 99 sure. was great. But the, the 100s... Yeah, but do you know the average Do you know the average price of a 99 now? Like 140? No, £2, I think. Fuck that. <laughs> Oh, back in yeah. back in my day, yeah, I got yeah. Mine's mine. Uh, you didn't ask, but uh, mine's the footsie. Oh, nice. <laughs> I, that's uh, is that your favourite footsie? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't got any time for the two fifty. Nah, fuck it. If you're not into one hundred, it no. doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. What if we could be the first podcast to break the FTSE 100? <laughs> I may, I might be in the. Uh, I may change my opinion in 150 episodes time when it's come up for my, you know, favorite thing that comes in 250s. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll start prepping that answer now. Okay. Favorite 250s. Thousands, thousand is easy because I would just do the T1000 or go full Liquid Terminator on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's got to be a robot with a hundred in the name. I mean, my favorite 250s would just be um, Curtis Jackson twice. <sighs> Maybe we just call it a day now. <laughs> so, in honour of our, um, I did, I did with very short notice put out like, a, hey, any questions? We could do like a fucking mailbag bit for a hundredth episode, and uh, we had uh, the guys from the podcast Chat Tsunami reach out and just say they were proud of us and had no questions. Uh, and Scott from <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I needed to hear that yeah. today. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. And then Scott from the church of from the church of Tarantino, jingle. Just had a go at me for not picking Inglorious Bastards in the previous episode. Oh. Actually, fair play to him. But I don't, I don't count that as changing history because I view it as an alternate world. Okay. So I think by default. Right. Well, look. Don't use this as a way to try and get into history chat again. I know your games. Um, since since you didn't get any proper questions, I'm going to give you, uh, based on Google, uh, five great icebreaker questions. So, Ian, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? <laughs> Uh, don't get icebreaker questions from Google. Okay. When you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Uh, <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> Nobody asked for. Uh, for the lives I saved. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, that sounds ominous. Well, I'm assuming I'm not going to go out like some chump. 
I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna. Okay. It's gonna be a, a house fire, which I may or may not have started. It's gonna be a battleship. It's gonna be some kind of tiger-based exploit. I'm just. I, I feel like you're gonna stage some kind of false flag attack just to go out in uh, in a blaze of glory. I, I feel like that's the way to go. Possibly. Yeah. What's the favorite item? What's your favorite item you've bought this year? Huh. I can't think of a lot that I've bought this year. Uh, really nice steak earlier, but I'm not really sure that's what the question is kind of going for. <laughs> well, you know, it's an item you bought. Oh, it was fine. It fit. It was a fuck. It was fucking amazing. It was a T-bone. Nice. Which side of the T-bone do you prefer? Uh, I I go equal parts both, but it, I do like the fillet side. Oh, sorry. Ask ask me again. Ask me again. Ian, what what side of the T-bone do you prefer? Left. Nice. Thanks. Uh, what would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable? The most surprising? Yeah. Um, I just I was tr- going to try to make a Greg's joke. <laughs> it's got it's got to be alien life, doesn't it? I don't know if that would be surprising. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, it would be shocking. So surpri- surprising. surprising uh, yeah, the, mo- the like, moon is hollow and houses an artificial intelligence. You know that there are people out there that believe in like hollow moon theory, right? Yep. I'm going to assume those guys aren't our target audience. No, probably not. I mean, how do you how do you have time to listen to six and a half days worth of podcasts when you're um you know worrying about the hollow moon? Would you rather us pander to hollow mooners? Yeah. Or to flat earthers? Oh, hollow mooners, I think, because there's so much evidence that the flat like I I at least feel like a hollow mooner is. They're far enough removed from the moon that you can forgive them a little bit. Yeah, I don't think there's a, there's no there's no forgiving a flat earther um, unless you're a patron. Then <laughs> love you. Yeah, guys. we love you to the edge and back, <laughs> all the way to the ice room. Um, Ian, last icebreaker question: What is your absolute dream? What is your absolute dream job? I mean, doing this would be nice, wouldn't it? Like just yeah. this, but it's a day job. Just this. this yeah. uh, having the patience and the integrity to be a film director would be nice. But I'm worried I do not have that. I think you've got the integrity. Yeah. Possibly got the pay. I don't think I've probably got the patience. I think I'd like to. I'd like to write. I'd like to write. Like as in, as in. I never learned to read. <laughs> well, you know, in lieu of a Melberg. Melberg. That's like a that's that's the opposite to a female iceberg is a male bird, um, <laughs> and it, you know they, they, they were icebreaker questions um, <laughs> in lieu of a uh, male bag. Um, we 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 had some uh, what Google tells us great icebreaker questions. I think you'll all agree. We just know that a little bit more about Ian. Thanks, Google. I uh, chat GPT to interview questions, but it just gave me job interview questions. Go on then. Uh, can you tell shoot. me about a challenging project or task you've worked on in the past and how you overcome obstacles to achieve success? I can tell you about 99 of them. <laughs> nice. How do you stay updated with industry trends and advancements? Advance- advancements. Oh, um, carrier nice. pigeon. Can you describe a situation where you had to handle a difficult or dissatisfied client and how you resolved the issue? Mm, nice. Slack them. Slack. Uh, slack and then I check teams. Tell me about a time where you took the lead in a project or initiative. How did you motivate and guide your team to achieve the desired outcome? Mostly terror. And 
most and detail. And if you yeah. were a mouse stuck at the bottom of a blender, how would you get out of the blender? Um, oh, I would... Um... Oh, that's a good question. Um, is the blender... Can can you see into the blender? You can see or, into the blender. Or not? Okay. Um, that's a shame. I was going to Schrodinger's mouse it, if if not. The answer um, isn't always Schrodinger. <laughs> but mo- half the time it is. <laughs> we just don't know. We just don't it know. It both is and it isn't. It is, yeah. Um, I don't know. Probably um, just ask for, ask for some help. Good. Job's yours. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we'll figure it out. No one knows what they're doing, Graham. That's the secret. So, on to actual longest-running TV shows. So, after that tangent upon tangent upon tangent upon service station, today we're talking about surprisingly long TV shows. So, I have Googled... Surprisingly long intro. I have Googled the top three uh, longest-running TV shows, and it is insane. So, Guiding Light is an American soap opera that has 15,762 episodes, rank, ranking it just ahead of General Hospital. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So it started the careers of Christopher Walken, Billy D. Williams, James Earl Jones, Kevin Bacon, and Calista Flockhart. So are we, are we assuming that there's... Um, are they 40-minute episodes? Yes, I think so. Well, an, they're an, I think they're an American hour. So about 40 40. minutes, yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, that's an insane amount. That's, uh, ooh. I mean, it's a lot, basically. Uh, Coming in at number two is Mm. uh, the TV show Krishi Darshan, which has just over 16,000 episodes and is a TV show that gives farming updates to 80 villages near Delhi. So it's basically like it feels like it is like, the TV version of the shipping forecast. Yeah, I was going to say it's the shipping forecast. Um, and coming in at number one is, and there's a fun bit of trivia about this, uh, but you will know the answer to it because there's only one answer to it. So right. there is a German TV show called Sand Mansion, uh, which means right. Sandman. Uh, which since 1959 has 22,000 episodes. It is a stop-motion children's bedtime show. Uh, why would you know part of the opening monologue of this TV show? Is it either the lyrics to Enter Sandman by Metallica or some kind of Ramstein? Thing? Some kind of Ramstein thing! <laughs> so, uh, Mine Hurts Brent starts off with uh, part of the opening monologue from this TV show and the entire song is told from the perspective of a fucked up version of the narrator of the TV show. Wonderful. Which is kind of cool. And leads me to the question which we can't really go into too much because we're already on an extended intro. Uh, What what band do you want to have a fucked up version, a song based on a fucked up version of a kids TV show? Oh. Um... Hmm. Architects doing Chuckle Vision could be interesting. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Ghost doing Goosebumps. Nice! I was just going to go like Glory Hammer doing like Nightmare. Nice. Which is a. Uh... Oh, Nightmare is so good. Oh, yeah. So a Glory Hammer. So a Ghost. I've been talking about Ghost with uh, my partner a lot recently. 
because uh, Ghosts are great. And their covers EP is so fucking good. amazing. Great vinyl as well. Yeah. I need to get that. I very nearly bought their horrifically expensive limited edition box set thing. Yeah, I, I debated it far longer yeah, than I exactly, should Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so those are the top top three longest-running TV shows, mm. which is, which is nice. fucking insane. 22,000 episodes is too many episodes. Yeah, I mean, we're only going to do like 21,000. Yeah, 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 22,000 is pushing it. Okay, so... Let's let, let's call it a day on the intro there, Graham. I think we're I, I think we've we've well, we've we have definitely bantered and tangented enough because we are a hundred episodes in. So, do you feel better? I was I was listening to your um I haven't listened to all of it yet, but I was listening to your episode yes yesterday, walking the dog, and you did say you sounded quite quite uh, grief stricken trying to uh, banter yourself. Do you feel better? Ban- banter- bantering for, uh, yourself is a difficult one. Because either you can't do it, or you come across as really pretentious because you come across like you. Can. Yeah, I think the best thing to do, I think, you just sit on your left hand until it goes numb, and then it feels like someone else's. Ah, bantering. stranger banter. <laughs> stranger yes, banter. Yes, yes, I, I was close to doing that, but shows uh, not to. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, on that I think note. it's time, Graham, for a, a movie recommendation nobody asked for. I, uh, I assume. You guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm alright, actually. Thanks, nah, nah, I'm fine. It's alright. I'm fine. It's alright. Fuck off. It is. It is, and it's me, and I've prepared. Woohoo! Um, I haven't prepared enough to double check that we haven't done this, but I'm pretty sure we haven't. So, obviously, we're talking about TV shows that went on for far longer than we expected and i thought well we should do a movie or at least a movie series that's gone on for far longer than, than we expected and there are a couple here one of them being like all of the marvel films because whilst the marvel films are great like i don't know if when iron man came out we would expect oh, to be God, four and a half phases in. i thought marvel would have gone bankrupt by yeah then. and it's interesting because they're doing this whole big sort of correction thing they're basically Thanosing it, aren't they? Because they're cutting all of the productions in oh, about yeah. half. Very meta. Yeah, but I feel like there's enough substance and source material for Marvel to it, for it to kind of make yeah. sense that it has. They have had this many. So the film franchise that I'm going to recommend, and I'm going to recommend the first film in that franchise. And I think when this came out. We did not think that we would be ten movies deep and have gone to space. I'm, of course, talking about The Fast and the Furious. I can confirm, not on the list. <laughs> I, I, I thought I knew where you were going with that. I thought we were going to do, you were going to do The Hobbit trilogy. Ah, no, that's... And then you threw me with space. <laughs> well, you didn't throw me. You, th- you, you threw me into immediately knowing the question, the answer to the question. Yeah. But, fuck, yeah, nobody in a million years thought the point break with cars and VCR players was going to end up being the fucking franchise. The billion, multi-billion dollar franchise. But also, like, cinema event franchise, right? Like, it's become an annual event, like like the Lord of the Ring movies were, or like um, the Saw movies became. It's... Um, James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I I I would prefer to watch 
Fast and Furious 10, then I still haven't seen the latest Bond movie. What is the latest one? Oh, when he dies. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm assu- I don't know. I'm assuming because it was called No Time to Die and That's Ben Craig's not coming back. Yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. they're killing him. Apparently, he uh, his ex-girlfriend came out the other day and said he used to like pump her seven times a night. Was that that sounded like the setup to a joke? <laughs> no, no, that was that was the thing I saw in the. She was like, he was he was insatiable, and it was great. Like it was consensual, not good for him. There's, there's, well, good for her. If you had to, well, not anymore. If you had to fuck a Bond, Graham Connery, really? Yeah, I like how we're two straight men, and I apparently your answer's <laughs> not good enough for me. I, I was always more of a Brosnan man. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just the um, the he could the the, the thing is is that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's such a shit joke as well. The thing is is that Daniel Craig could do it about seven times a night, but I imagine Connery could do it about tenish. No, not the number, Ian. Whilst he's playing racquetball. Yay! Racquetball's a different thing to tell us. <laughs> I know, but you know. Yeah, I get what I get. What... For the purpose of the joke. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Oh, my mm. God. You know, and you know, he's solid as the rock. <laughs> Is that to get us back onto Fast and Furious? <laughs> Via oh, Alcatraz. You know what I did watch the other day, which is trash, speaking of the rock... Uh, Black Adam is even worse than I thought it would be. Oh, really? Oh, and speaking of Pierce Brosnan, because he's... Oh, like, I didn't think Pierce Brosnan had done anything about 15 Oh, he's years. done a load of stuff. Pierce Brosnan has realised he's surprisingly funny. Because he was in uh, the Eurovision movie. Okay, actually, wasn't he in um, Mamma Mia? Which is yeah. a weird thing for me yeah, to yeah. know. Uh, he was in something where him and Emma Thompson tried to steal back their pensions off of some rich dude. And he just had something released on Netflix. Yeah, fair enough. That. That guy who they keep trying to... So, like, because we don't seem to have... Like, this generation, we seem to be missing, like, a comedy group. Because you know mm. how, like, everything used to be Jim Carrey, then everything was Will Ferrell, then everything was Seth Rogen, then everything was... And, like, all of their mates. And we don't yeah. really have that now. And there's just this one dude who they're really trying to make work, but he's not actually that funny. And his name sounds like the lead singer of Maroon 5. Adam Levine? Yes, it sounds like that. It might be Adam Devine. Shmadam Shmamim? Shmadam? <laughs> yeah, Adam, 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 Devine, Adam Devine or Adam Devine or whatever. Who was in, uh, he was in Modern Family, Pitch Perfect, uh, a load of... Hey, workaholics. Yes. Yeah, they're really trying to make him the next big thing. It feels mm. like it anyway. But uh, sorry if you're listening, Adam. Mike and Dave need wedding dates was quite funny, but mostly Not because him. of um, yeah. Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Anyway, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I really. It was a good film. Oh okay, God. I mean, it was, and it's just it's it's insane where it's gone. So that is um, nice. Yeah. That's where we end this week. If you don't want to watch a ten series movie. Uh, what else could mm. you watch? Um, you could watch the second feature-length movie by one of the greatest modern horror directors of our generation, of a generation, of this generation. Ari Aster. Aster? Aster. Ari Aster. Uh, Midsummer, obviously. Nice. Um, you know, uh, the... Um, 
sophomore hit. Sophomore. Yeah, sophomore. Second, you're right. I never, I've never, never understood that with Americans. Why not just say year two? Um, but um, yeah, it's great, isn't it? I mean, it's we, we've yeah. said it pretty much ninety nine times. Uh, one hundred and seventy um, something, actually. I'll have you know. <laughs> uh, we've said it one hundred and seventy something times over ninety nine episodes. Watch Midsummer; yeah. it's great. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing to add. No, it's a fucking great it film. Is. Yeah, and I like people thinking, "Hey, are they going to do another film for the next hundred, or are they going to stick with?" Of course, we're fucking sticking with Midsummer. We are committed, both committed to the bit, and legitimately think it's a great film that everybody should watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, then. On that note. Into the first choices, which we'll definitely into... be recording immediately. 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 First choice is mine, and I have decided to do these in ascending episode count order, which I am only 80% sure I've said that correct. But when has that stopped me before? So you're going from fewest to most. That's the ladder. Well, you got it correct. Well done. Fuck yes. If anything, I thought you'd said the opposite of what I said, assuming I would have got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My first up is, so this lasted for 15 seasons and 327 episodes between 2005 and 2020, uh, which was about 243 hours of TV. Uh, It is the 39th longest-running TV show. It is, however, the longest-running, by episode count, scripted TV series that aired on The CW. So I am talking about the TV show supernatural been here before we have been here before uh, you talk talking the cw and i appreciate that this is a single series how does it compare to the all of the series that made up the arrowverse i guess that probably overtakes Uh, i don't know let's have a let's have a quick google time to google we are Googling. Aaron really disappointed me. Fuck me! I will need to Google jingle it. Uh, the Arrowverse. Yeah. 814 episodes. This is why people can't keep up with, like... There's just too much stuff. Yeah, so eight... eight t- four, or 40 seasons over eight TV shows. So Arrow had eight seasons. The Flash had nine. Supergirl had six Legends of Tomorrow had seven, Black Lightning had four, Batwoman had three, Vixen had two, and Freedom Fighters had two. Never heard of the last two. No, neither have I, which is probably one of the problems with it. (laughs) But I am not talking about the Arrowverse. We are talking about Supernatural. So Mm. Supernatural is, if I am correct... The only one of our choices today that I have actually seen every episode of. Interesting. This is the only one of all of our choices that I've never seen an episode of. Interesting. <laughs> so we're, we, are, we are coming at this from two very, very different angles. Yes, we you, are the, the yin have, and the yang. You have dedicated zero time to the show. I have dedicated minimum ten days. How does that make you feel? Uh... The first couple of seasons, great. Yeah. 
Uh, as as I think might become a bit of a theme, there was a bit of a dip of quality. <laughs> but Supernatural, yeah, I I loved it, and it was it was one of those shows that kind of bridged like the my nerd awakening. Okay. So like from my kind of entry into the pop culture world of hey, you know what? I like movies, and that's fine for it to be my personality. Like I started watching that then, and then it finished two years ago. Right. So it was like Supernatural had always been a thing there that was actively bringing out new content. And I remember the friend who introduced it to me came over mine after school once to watch the, the, and we watched the finale. And I remember kind of taking the piss out of it for a little bit. And then by the end of it, it was like, yeah, this is really good. And then just kind of started watching it from there. So smashed through a couple of seasons quite quickly and then stayed up with it. But where where does it rank? There there was a period of in the early two thousands of like nerd sci fi TV shows. I'm thinking Buffy, Angel. I'm thinking Charmed, where it ju- the effects were so shit that it just kind of took you out of it a bit. Where's you know, I, is it a case that sort of like Buffy walked so Supernatural could run? Some of the effects of Supernatural were very bad. Some of them were very good. It was definitely better than Buffy, but Buffy had the excuse it was the 90s. 90s and early 2000s? Possibly. It might have been done by the 90s. It was definitely, it obviously wasn't eight, but I think it was like latter 90s. But also Buffy probably went on a lot longer than I think it did. Nine when it seasons? finished in uh, seven seasons, ninety-seven it started. Okay, so two thousand and three. So this just stopped before Supernatural. But Supernatural, I, fu- I fucking love it. It, it. So it's the story of two brothers who are hunters and kill supernatural things. That's the title, and the fifteen seasons bridge various different kind of like story arcs. So, as with a lot of shows, they clearly had set out five seasons. And then when they were done, there was like a transition season which felt like, shit, we have nothing to do. Like, we've done. We're we're it. All of the story threads have now been wrapped up. We don't know what to do. And then it just kind of, it kept like, I think it felt like they kept being surprised. It kept going, if that makes sense. And you could kind of get the feel of that sometimes. But you still had really... The seasons became weaker, but individual episodes still stayed really, really strong. So some of like the latter-day episodes were still fucking great. And what Supernatural did very well was season one started off as kind of like... Uh, it was more horror-focused. And then they started realising that the chemistry between the two leads and the fact that they were both quite naturally funny and they lent into that a bit more. So it was never a comedy, but it got a bit more light-hearted in places. There's an episode I'm... which is just just Groundhog Day. Okay. No, which that, I it, obviously it, have a lot of time for. There's been quite a few series and things that oh, have yeah. done that. But... And an episode where... And this is why you know I, I love the show. There is an episode where they get thrown into an alternate universe where Supernatural is a TV show. Okay. So they meet nice. them. Everyone thinks that they're playing themselves they're the actors so they're playing both both of them start playing themselves and yeah of course i'm gonna fucking love that and then um 
Ah, fuck. There was another episode which is very, very me, and I can't remember what I was going to say, so I'll just stop talking. Okay, I have two questions. One, um, did it get to the point where I believe probably every single show we'll talk about today and other long-running series have got to where it has a musical episode? Kind of. Because that's a thing, right? Because, like, even in, weirdly... And we won't talk about it today because none of us have picked it, but um, a series that has been going on forever is Grey's Anatomy, which is currently at 19 seasons. And Fuck off, Grey's Anatomy had a fucking musical episode. Even that had a Grey's, uh, even that had a musical episode. I was thinking medical when you said musical episode, <laughs> but it, fi- it, it fits in Scrubs. It does fit in Scrubs, yeah. But, no, so in Supernatural, and this is what I was actually trying to think of, so thank you. In Supernatural... You have these people called prophets who are, as expected, prophets. And they can see the future and all of that. And not spoiling anything about the the show in case someone wants to invest 10 days in their life watching something. One of the prophets ends up writing a book series called Supernatural. Right. And Supernatural gets really famous uh, among like the nerd community. So they end up going to a haunted Comic-Con and everyone thinks they're cosplaying as the characters. Right. But somebody makes a musical of one of the supernatural books. Okay. So it's there is a mu- uh, there is a supernatural musical in Within. an episode of Supernatural. Uh the soundtrack is also fucking incredible because it's all classic rock and Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Cool. But I uh, just I just love it. Second question. Previously, you mentioned the chemistry between the two lead actors, and I uh, I put it to you that that chemistry was fake because it's it's a show that's science fiction. I see what you did there. Because chemistry is one of the science chemistry of science. Yeah. So fake chemi- fake chemistry would be science fiction. It would be so. It would be more if they were talking about flat earth stuff. You'd be okay. Maybe that's what they bonded over. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, crypto um, chemistry. Ionic bonds. Yeah, all of that shit. But supernatural. So supernatural, like again, like when when I was watching it with my friend when we were still at fucking school, it was great and it was really fun and it was enjoyable. But it was it's a young adult TV show, like at its core, really, and. It's about them hunting ghosts and werewolves. I'm fairly sure a leprechaun in one uh, episode. And like I said, the first five seasons were so perfectly beginning, middle, end of like a character arc. I can't quite fathom how it's gone on to be one of the longest running TV shows of all time. Like 15, 327 episodes is a lot of episodes. It's... In no world did I think Supernatural would be 15 seasons long. I feel, though, that there is a there is a trending towards sci-fi kind of shows that they seem to... And I don't know whether the bar is lower for viewership, that they tend to get longer run. Like, if they get a decent amount of viewers, they will just run and run. So, like, there's loads of episodes and series of, like, Stargate. Like, you mentioned Buffy went on for yeah. ages. Angel had probably what five seasons, something like that. You had, um, uh, oh, what was the other one that I was going to mention? Once Upon a Time that had a lot and it had a spin off. Oh, fucking hell, yeah, and a musical episode, but again, expected in that, yeah. And also was a 
TV show that really didn't know where it was going. Yes, yeah, so that oh. had seven seasons. Season one of Once Upon a Time, who I, also, who I also watched with the same person I watched Supernatural with. Yeah. Once Upon a Time, the first season where you didn't know what character people were. Yeah. And you were figuring it out through the show was so fucking good. And then it went shit really quickly. Yeah. And then shitter and shitter and shitter. And then they soft rebooted it, which is always a great phrase. But yeah, it, yeah, I, that's a good point. I, I, and also I think what Supernatural has in its in its corner is it. they realised very early on that it is a cult fucking show. And same with like Stargate, right? Because I think they realise you could you could do anything. There is a set low bar for Supernatural because yeah, of yeah. all of like the the cult fandom support stuff behind it. So I I think the as a show it has a relatively high floor in terms of that. So I do think you can push through a little bit where other shows that can't lean back on that could go down to like GB News level figures. Yeah, I, I I think that's just it though, right? Like it feels like the reason it it to, it it's the equivalent like for sci-fi shows, a, a mediocre sci-fi show is going to get maybe seven series as like a as an average. So if you're a, a higher level, then you're going on for however many seasons Supernatural had. Whereas in a quote unquote regular TV show, like you might say three or four seasons is an average show you know ten seasons is a yeah. really good show kind of thing so there's like a, there's the sci-fi effect the sci-fi yeah. sci-fi inflation yeah and then the other side of that double-edged sword is when a decent sci-fi show uh, only runs for one season we never yeah. hear the end of it ever <laughs> exactly but yeah supernatural yeah supernatural went on easily 10 seasons longer than i thought it would i'm glad it did like the the last season or two were a bit of a slog i won't lie but up until then i was still enjoying stuff it was just fucking fun and that's kind of exactly what i think it needed to be but i stuck with it i stuck through i i, I stuck through it for sam and dean but yeah supernatural is a great show went on longer than i thought hits the brief mate and Goes to show, which I think is relevant to this podcast, the importance of good chemistry between two men. Uh, I'm going to do the same as you. I'm going to go in ascending order. No sci-fi inflation here. Um, it is a an out-and-out sitcom. And there are some... There's some long-running sitcoms out there, notably like Friends did 10 seasons, I think. Seinfeld, what, nine, I think? Modern Family more recently probably did about 10 as well. We've talked about this before. Seinfeld is a massive blind spot for me. Yeah. No, no I could tell you I've watched one episode and yes, it's that episode. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 what I've seen of it, I enjoy it. But um, I think we were... I think it, especially for the UK, it came at a point where like... I don't know, I don't think we were getting that on well maybe we were and maybe I was just slightly too young but I don't think we were getting that full on like export of American sitcoms and TV that as much as it happened with like friends and, and things like that and some of the other things we'll but talk that's, about today. I, I 
yeah, I I couldn't tell you why, where Seinfeld aired in the UK, but I could tell you my. It, I think it's a generation miss for us. Yeah, like just by a couple of years, but just yeah, because yeah, uh, nineteen eighty nine. So yeah, it was um, before you were born. Depends when it aired. Um, July the fifth. So it was before, before I you was were born. born. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so the sitcom I'm talking about is um, run for 16 seasons, started in 2005, and it's still going, um, which is a weird one because obviously that would put us, if you think all the way through, we'd be in 2021 rather than 2023. So, And I think we'll talk about this a bit more later, but I think that's one of the other reasons for its longevity is it's not been forced into this kind of bashing out a season every you know, on a specific timeline, which is happening more and more with TV shows, right? If you go back 10 years, TV shows started in, what was it, September. They ran through to Christmas, usually had like a two or three week break. Then they did the next 12 episodes. They finished. You had a lull over summer where they put out some shit TV shows. Some of them might get picked up and go for a run, but usually they were the ones that maybe had a season, if that. And I think maybe that yeah, I think it certainly plays into the hands of of this show that it that that's not the way that networks and things work anymore with streaming and everything. Anyway, I'm talking about it's always sunny in Philadelphia. A quite it it is absurd to me that it has run for 16 seasons when you really kind of take the premise that you are following four five of the most so awful human beings. <laughs> Season one of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. The episode titles. The gang gets racist. <laughs> Charlie wants an abortion. Underage drinking a national concern. Charlie has cancer. Gun fever. The gang finds a dead guy. And Charlie got molested. <laughs> that series yeah. has ran for 16 years. Oh, sorry. 16 seasons over 18, 18 years? Yes. Which is the fact it's been going for nearly twenty years is fucking insane. It as well. is mad, as, yeah. And Rob McElhenney is still just Ryan Reynolds' mate. Yeah, yeah. And they all don't look massively different. Oh no! Like, um, yeah, hundred and sixty-eight episodes over that time period. So you're looking at just—I mean, it's sort of ten and a bit episodes a season as you average it out, but I think it's kind of done the thing where there was more episodes a short amount at the beginning, then it maybe had a bit of a bulk in the middle and certainly latter seasons are, are less episodes. And and to prove your point, it both has an episode centered around a musical and an episode that is a musical. It it does, yeah. And both of them are brilliant. But yeah, it is one of these things that is just I they've really pushed quite literally pushed the boundaries it is they've they've kind of spoken about this in interviews and stuff but they're really like it's not it's not them like they're they're not trying to push the fact that all this awful stuff is funny it's that the characters being as awful as they are yeah it's funny and what was the other thing? Oh, and the other thing I was going to say is around the... Um, talking of, like, all of the... Um, where it's kind of bounced around in terms of where seasons have landed and stuff. I think... I don't know when it was. It was maybe season 
11, 12, it moved to FXX. It was about it was about halfway through. Yeah. yeah, and so you've had that network kind of bouncing as well. So it it's the it is the longest running live action sitcom. Yeah. Which is insanity. Yeah, yeah, it is it is absolutely mad. And I think a lot of it probably comes down to the fact that like it's the the sort of crux of the cast, um, I think probably excluding Dan DeVito are the ones that are doing all of the writing and production and everything, who are it's it's definitely like a labour of love, right? It's not um Oh yeah. And really, outside of Charlie Day, not too many of the and I guess Danny DeVito obviously, but like Rob McElhenney hasn't really done much. He did. He's obviously done Mythic Quest now and the Welcome to Wrexham stuff. But like Caitlin Olsen, Glenn Howerton, don't really. I, I, they may have been in a few things, but I don't really see them kind of cropping up in too many places other than yeah. It's Always Sunny. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Cause I, yeah, I did, uh, it's so fucking good. But a, a question to you, which you can actually answer for this one. Mm. I didn't bother with Supernatural because I would know the answer. Uh, Favourite episodes of Always Sunny? Ooh, that's a good trick. Well, I think... There's two standouts, which I'm fairly sure are the highest ranked on IMDb. Right. And then it is a toss-up between about 20. <laughs> Number one, Charlie Work. Yeah. The one which obviously is the single-take episode of Charlie talking a health inspector through the bar yes yeah yeah and uh the nightman cometh episode because it's glorious yeah i'd say the nightman cometh is is definitely up there um the uh the music i do really love the musical episode i forget what it's called Mm. um i'm fairly sure it's the gang goes black or something like that it probably also just to i'm just looking through some episode lists just to refresh my memory and you were talking about um, the names of some of the episodes in series one and it being mad that this is still going just you know season three so you know we're still early days uh sweet d's dating a retarded person <laughs> like <Yep. laughs> i uh the lethal weapon um yep. episode is great the the gang turns black Gang After an electric yeah. heating black kit shorts out while the gang's watching The Wiz, they look in the mirror and realise they've turned black. Yes. <laughs> um, and they've got the guy from um, Quantum Leap in it. Yeah. The um, the Dennis system episode is obviously... Yeah. Um, Chardy McDennis is up there as well. Yeah. And one I really like, the... Uh, I can't remember what the episode's called, but the one where... Um, D crashes into Dennis while he's eating cereal. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they have the board with guilty, not guilty, and they're all moving their things yeah. around. It. What's the one with the? Fa- I forget the name of it, but with the the famous reaction GIF of Charlie with all of the oh, stuff that's on when the wall. it's when they end up working. He ends up working in a mail room of an office. Yeah, and yeah, he's trying to find out who Pepe Silver is. Yes. <laughs> It's yeah. I mean, this is. I I think it's very very funny, and I think it's a show that I would definitely like to see run and run. But I find it it particularly surprising that it has run and run for such a long time with the same cast, keeping up. I would say a pretty good level of consistency in terms of how good the episodes are, and that it has appealing to as as many people as it, it clearly has i'm not entirely sure and it's yeah it's, it's obviously still going as well 
And long may it continue. I do you think it'll get to twenty seasons? I think so, but the the like you said, it 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 will. So uh, sixteen seasons. You said it's, it's on there, right? Sixteen, yeah. But to do those four seasons, I could see them taking eight years. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. And because they can do it at whatever pace they kind of want to do it. Yeah. And like you said, I think that's just made it... It comes up on uh, another choice, but I think them changing things up as they're doing it does keep it refreshing. Mm-hmm. Because if, the, if this was a standard sitcom, this would have had a hundred more episodes just from having to hit 22 23 episodes a season i don't think it would have it wouldn't have worked yeah i think it definitely the that switch to how network tv is in america that happened around sort of streaming coming out and post it's kind of post the last writer strike given we're in sort of the massive writer strike at the moment and the actor yeah. strike and everything i feel like that was one of the things that that kind of had a shift there because obviously you started having these smaller seasons just because they didn't have anyone to to uh, produce them or, or write them. So yeah, I think that's definitely played in, played into its favour. I am and yeah. obviously like don't want there to be a writer strike or you know people to be uh, underpaid in Hollywood or, or you know the the people that deserve the pay at least. But also I'm kind of quite excited to be able to catch up on lots of stuff without loads more content coming up. <laughs> that's exactly what my fiance said. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's horrible and I support them entirely but there's so much stuff I want to catch up on you could just be like yeah I can take my time now I can watch Oppenheimer 20 times my second choice just to one up you is hmm. the longest running US sitcom so this is a show that has run for 34 seasons 750 episodes it has 229 hours of content, so just under 10 days. Uh, it is the 38th longest running TV show uh, for 33 years, uh, but is, like I said, the longest running US sitcom and the longest running animated show in the US. So I am talking about The Simpsons. So I read an article about the top 17 episodes of The Simpsons, according to IMDb, and all of them take place in the first nine seasons of the show, which the internet has referred to as the golden years. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There's definitely been a... I, I think it's probably unfair to... like. I think it's, it's unfairly maligned to the point that I don't think it's terrible now, because I've caught the odd episode and it's been fine, but it's not been really, really good like it used to be. So people kind of point to, there is an episode, uh, season nine, episode two, called The Principal and the Pauper, which is where it turns out Seymour Skinner isn't Seymour Skinner. He's like Armin Tamzarian. Oh yeah, the... Um, the plot of the Mad Men. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that is generally viewed as when it started going downhill. Because that episode had all of these implications that they then completely ignored. And that's when it started being less, like, grounded and actually things having repercussions. Right. And going more into, like, just sheer weirdness and insanity. And it was definitely... A, given that some of the... So, these top 17 episodes, I'll go through some of them. Because I haven't watched The Simpsons in ages, so... When we were living with 
and I'll beep his name out for uh, tradition's sake. Yeah. We picked a random new episode of The Simpsons to watch, and it was so bad. So Homer steals a car. Right. But just steals a car. He knows he's stealing a car, so it's not a hilarious accident. And that there are no repercussions for him stealing a car. It's like, I don't... This makes no sense. What's what's the motivation for stealing a car? I can't remember. All I know is that Homer stole a car. Fair and enough. It was just like so, so like night and day from what it used to be. Hey guys, future Ian here. So just a quick one. The episode I am struggling to remember here is season 30, episode 15, 101 Mitigations. And Homer steals comic book guy's car because he wants to drive it. How good and, like, bored into my psyche some of these Simpsons episodes are. So, 17, Flaming Moe's. 16, Deep Space Homer, where Homer gets chosen for the NASA space program. Yep. Um, And you have the heroic uh, nuclear bar. Uh, 22 short films about Springfield, which had the steamed hams. Yes. 13, Homer Badman, which is where uh, Homer gets done for sexual assault. Uh, yeah, was, this was the one I was going to... When you were talking about the um, the car thing, uh, yeah. this, this one sprung to mind because he does get done for sexual assault, but it is because he is trying to get the gummy Venus de Milo off of yes, the woman's exactly. arms, which does make sense. Um, because that's the kind of thing he would do, but it would be mis, mis, um, misconstrued. Yeah, exactly. And then there's also a great bit where he gives his full account on a news story, but they cut it out, or they cut it, chop it up, yeah. and the clock in the background keeps changing, which is still very, very relevant now. Yeah. Um, who Shot Mr. Burns Part 2? Yeah. The Springfield Files, where we get Mulder and Scully in, and uh, it turns out the alien is Mr. Burns. Oh, yeah. I had that on VHS. Really? <laughs> uh, an episode. So this is the latest episode that was highly rated. So this is actually the one before The Principal and the Pauper. But you would struggle to watch it now because it's called The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. And there was a massive bit in it where uh, he's basically getting sued because he left his car between the World Trade Centers for two months. And he got a load of parking tickets. Right. Which... They don't show anymore. Uh, last exit to Springfield, which is Lisa gets braces. Yeah. King size Homer, where you've got fat Homer. Yeah. Um, well, fatter Homer, where he's wearing his moo moo, uh, which someone at Slam Dunk was wearing, and the guy behind us kept pointing it out. Yeah. Bariatric Homer. Yeah. Uh, Homer the Great, where he joins like basically the Mason, uh, the Stonecutters. Stonecutters. Yeah. Probably my favourite episode. Uh, Marge versus the Monorail. Monorail. They say those things are awfully loud. Mm. Uh, so good old Lyle Lanley. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it out. Uh, top five. Uh, you only move twice, where uh, Homer basically becomes the henchman to a villain called Hank Scorpio. Yep. <laughs> Who shot Mr. Burns? Part one. Treehouse of Horror five, which had the Shining piss take on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the same one? Yeah. One of them had um, The Raven is the one that I really remember. Maybe because it was shown so many times. I think that was the first one. Was it the first one? Yeah, but Treehouse of Horror... This was the one which is no TV and no beer make Homer go crazy. Yeah. 
uh, Cape Fear, which is obviously just Cape Fear, but with Psycho Bob. Bob. Yeah. And number one, uh, Homer's Enemy, which is the one with Frank Grimes. <laughs> yeah. Comes in and can't understand why Homer is so like successful and accomplished yeah. when he's a dangerous moron and then it ends up with him acting like homer and he dies yeah <laughs> but like all of those i haven't seen for years and i still think i like i mean even just reading that list i was laughing about jokes i hadn't seen in fucking years yeah, like, yeah. it's great and the that definitely i think is an issue with later seasons that you're comparing it to some of the best animated TV show, you know, show episodes ever shown. Yeah. I I think, I, I know you mentioned that one in season nine being where it went down. I seem to remember the point I stopped watching The Simpsons, I think, was when Maud Flanders was killed by a t-shirt gun. Yeah. That was, yeah. That feels like the point where it all went a bit like, Okay, but this this feels very and now later series that I've seen are kind of going down the route of uh, something else that we'll probably talk about soon, where it's trying to be a bit more kind of satirical and not as good as other shows that do it. Yeah, it's um. So Maud died in season eleven. Okay, so yeah, not far, not much. Later. Yeah, so I think the argument is it's not that the principal and the pauper was bad yeah. it's that it marked the beginning of a change in style right. and that change in style is that that episode walked so Maud could run well she fell I think exactly brutally as well yeah like it was it's horrible yeah yeah it's it's, it's pretty grim but it, it, exactly like it's just not it doesn't feel like the same show anymore and it's to its de- detriment are you are you going to touch on the um the simpsons um like all of the predictions i i was not going to but feel free because I mean, that's like a massive thing right that there's so i guess part and parcel of having so many episodes over such a long period of time but yeah there's just so many i mean it happens i think i think the most recent one i saw was they reckon Simpsons predicted Threads because the logo for Threads looks like Homer's ear? Right. Okay. So <laughs> I don't. I don't know why Collider do top seventeens. I'm on the same but, list. Yeah. Real <laughs> tomato plants. Yeah. <laughs> Accessible space travel. Yeah. Smart, Smart watches. Serving horse meat. Three-eyed fish. Baby translators. Censoring Michelangelo's David, Lady Gaga at the Super Bowl, the Walt Disney and Fox merger, Trump as president, the US curling team, FaceTime. Yeah, Matrix 4. The pandemic. Yeah. Murder Hornets. Tom Hanks endorses the US. Yeah, I was confused by that, but apparently he um, did a commercial in 2022. Um saying that the Americans talked about the America's determination as they endured economic hardships caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Ah, well, good good for Tom. Maybe we will do that spin-off podcast about him after all. Yeah. 
But it's one of those things, and uh, this this is a list of like yeah, some of them. But it's do you know what I mean? I'm sure you see the same thing that every so often something something happens, and then one of the first replies to that thing happening would be like the Simpsons predicted it with some kind of screenshot. Yeah, yeah, and you always assume it's a Photoshop, and it turns out yeah. it's not. Yeah. The thing with the Simpsons is again, it's been around for thirty three fucking years. It's going to get something right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, it, it's just, it's you don't include the thousand of other things that they got wrong about the future. But yeah, so it's uh, it's just gone on, it has gone on, uh, given The Simpsons is now basically shorthand for critically acclaimed show that goes downhill, the fact it has gone on for arguably 23 seasons past that point, or yeah. 21 seasons past your point, is just insanity what do you th- out of interest what do you what would you anticipate the because we've spoken about with the first ones right like supernatural i think sci-fi shows tend to get a bit more length and then because it was a i haven't seen it but you know it's a good sci-fi show then it kind of goes even further than that i think the always sunny stuff is very much because of the um because of some of the things that have benefited it and the you know the fact that it's um spoke about like their, how invested they are in it and writing etc etc why do you think fox is keeping the simpsons going for such a long time because this one feels like do you think it's just because it's a cultural behemoth well it just it just got renewed for seasons 35 and 36 which will bring it up to 801 episodes so it's not going fucking anywhere but i think it's got to the point that no one wants to be the producer that pulled the plug on the simpsons like you can't, you, it, it can't be you, right? Like I don't think anyone wants to be that guy. So I think this is going to run for as long as Matt Groening is. Like Futurama seems to keep taking the bullet for The Simpsons, and that's fucking back again. Yeah, I guess the other thing is like if if it's bringing in an a like a decent average number of people, then the production costs for an animated show are obviously a lot less than for a live action show so maybe the argument is like why you know why why bother trying to replace it with something that's probably going to cost more and maybe not bring in that steady level of view yeah going through the motions is safe right yeah like yeah i think it's i i think you've hit the nail on the simpsons head there but yeah, it has gone on so much longer than I, I thought it would and expected it. Well, more importantly, longer than I expected. So I don't want to kind of um, basically do exactly what you've just done, but uh, I'm going to talk about a long-running animated TV show. Ah, I see. So I tried to steal your thunder with Always Sunny, and now yep. you're trying to steal the Simpsons thunder. <laughs> yes, um, and I think with a show that is... Um, I would say better than The Simpsons, and it's been better for longer. Has also only had the one movie spin-off? Because we only got the one Simpsons movie, didn't we? It depends on your definition of movie. A theatrical release. Yes, it's only had one. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the it's the the series that we both kind of argued over at the beginning of this which um is always a good sign for it probably being the go on you want to tell the story about why i did the simpsons oh uh you did the simpsons because i said i'm doing south park 
because that was my idea for this. That was what that was what gave me the idea for this uh, episode, even though you flagged it up first. Um, yeah, but it wasn't. You, it, you weren't the one who said you were going to do South Park. What do you mean? We were going to flip a coin on it to see who could do South Park. Oh, and, I forgot that part. And then you <laughs> had the genius idea coaxing chat gpt to actually make a decision about it which involves yeah. which involves you asking it we we i do a podcast with my friends ea then we want to pick south park which of us should be able to do it and it responded something like well without more details on you and uh you and ian i'll be unable to answer this and then you just kept yeah but make a decision it. but yeah make a decision yeah so i said uh me and my friend Ian do a podcast about movie and t- uh, about movie and top three movies and top threes. We're doing a t- TV shows that went on longer than expected. Next, we both always pick South Park, but only one of us can do it. Can you choose whether it should be me, in parentheses Graham, or Ian that gets the pick? And then he says, "He, I'm, 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 I'm presuming ChatGPT's gender there. Um, As an AI language model, I don't have personal preferences or opinions. However, I can provide you with some considerations to help you and Ian make a decision. And then he gives some bullet points. And I said, pick Ian or Graham. And it said, (laughs) since I don't have personal knowledge of Ian and Graham's strengths, interests or dynamics, I can't make specific recommendations. It's best for Ian and Graham to have a discussion considering the points mentioned earlier and come to a mutual decision based on their own circumstances and preferences. Both Ian and Graham could present their cases for why they would like to discuss South Park uh, on the podcast and then reach a consensus together. And I said, pick one or two. And it said, based on the limited information provided, I'll pick option one. Therefore, you, Graham, can have the pick to discuss (laughs) South Park on the podcast. Enjoy the episode. Oh, AI. Good old AI. But South Park! It's good to know... Yeah, it's good to know that you can grind it down if you just keep yeah. saying, just pick it. But yeah, South Park. Um, so, 26 seasons, um, still going. Uh, 325 episodes and a movie, as we mentioned. Um, and yeah, I think the, the thing that's most surprising about South Park having the longevity that it's had, and it's probably quite similar to the always sunny piece is that it's when you boil it down to it it's quite a kind of quite it's a very crass and offensive animated tv show about a bunch of eight-year-old kids who swear profusely one of them gets murdered every episode though that doesn't happen anymore but that was a bit for a, a long time and yeah and the very first episode was Cartman gets an anal probe. Yep. Like the the fact that that and and I will give Trey Parker and Matt Stone their props because the animation has come on leaps and bounds. But also like very very basic animation when it first came out. And this happens with a lot of animated series, right? If you look at the really early episodes of The Simpsons, yeah. the animation is not as good as obviously it has got to. But I mean, they were literally doing the is it like the cardboard cutouts right and like animating it was basic basic stuff but here we are sort of 26 seasons later and it is it has run for um a season a year as well so um started in 1997 which is mad um i remember get i remember (laughs) managing to convince my mum to buy me 
early seasons of South Park on VHS when I was still in primary school. Jesus. <laughs> That's... I was, I, I was clearly a persuasive young boy. I had the same thing. I had seasons yes. two, three, four, and five yeah. on VHS. Yeah, it's it, it is really quite mad, and I think certainly it it's gone through peaks and troughs. Um, I think it's not; it's definitely not had the lows that we've been talking about with The Simpsons. And but I do think one of the reasons that it has that it has stayed relevant for so long is that it probably aside from like maybe your John Oliver's daily shows that kind of stuff probably the best satirical tv that we have um the especially when it was because i mean they've 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 spoken about it at length right but the brutal turnaround of episodes within a week because they wanted to be as current as possible yeah, there's a there's a great documentary on it. It's insane. Um, which I think is called like because uh, the turnaround is like five days. Yeah, it's yeah, it's fucking mental, and that includes I think writing the episode. <laughs> it's insanity. It, it, yeah, it is. It is absolutely mad that they are able to to achieve that. And yeah, I mean, obviously they've they've covered all sorts, right? There was they've done takes on Pokemon. They've I I think and. I think we're we're on the shit list for this um, this religion anyway. But the Scientology episode is amazing because it just tells you what Scientology is, and it pissed off uh, Isaac Hayes so much that he left the uh, <laughs> left the um, series. And um, yeah, they've covered absolutely everything, right? Like it's 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 just so well done. I think it had pr- I I personally have been le- le- enjoyed it less in recent seasons where they've kind of gone down this sort of continuity route in that there's yeah. a kind of thread to a season like the integrity farm stuff and that like it's fine but i just preferred the really quick kind of satirical on the but, kind of on the nose stuff but it's not boring right like but it's not boring, because no. because it's evolved it's kept it fresh and yeah. there are so many shows that I wish had done that <laughs> because it is it is great it is just really really cleverly done I think the episodes definitely aren't as good but I would say seasons especially like probably seasons like maybe 4 through to 10 are full of just episode after episode which is you could argue is the best animated show of all time, like the the high bar of quality for it. Yeah, is I think insane. I think um, yeah. If you, I mean, if you if you're talking in music terms, they're all killer, no filler, right? Exactly, exactly. Banger after banger after banger. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to answer the question what my favorite episode is because I've had long conversations about this, and the correct answer is I can't answer that question. <laughs> no, but there are some. There are some obvious great ones right like and they're they i think they're the ones that always come up in the conversation but like scott tenham must die yeah. make love not warcraft yeah. um the fish sticks episode i think is 
I, I I have so much time for Terence and Philip in Not Without My Anus. Just the entire Terence and Philip episode. I really like. It's one of my favourite Christmas episodes. Uh, is Woodland Critter Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Hail Satan! <laughs> the Mormon episode is very good, and obviously a foreshadowing for uh, their musical. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, the death of Eric Cartman when the kids make him think he's dead because they ignore yeah. him. You start ignoring him. Um, or I was weirdly I was talking about this when we were at the uh, at the brewery the other day. Yeah, one of my most quoted South Park episodes is Free Wilziak, the one where the zoo, the Sea World owners, convince the kids that the orca whale is actually an alien and needs to be sent to the moon. <laughs> because there's a part of that where it goes off the rails, but one of them keeps turning to the other one, going, "But it was funny, damn it! It was funny." And that is me and uh, me and again a beep to a name here. Me and say that all the fucking time. Oh fuck, South Park is great. Yeah, just so many brilliant, brilliant takes. I have a WhatsApp chat between me and two other friends, where all we do is <laughs> occasionally send each other voice notes um, from the Lice Capades episode, <laughs> where it's. Um, a disaster movie about head lice. Yeah, we will voice. I will include one of the voice memos now. Then go ahead and die there. I'm leaving with my baby. It's just us messaging each other. Alcola, herp, herp for a better tomorrow. That kind of thing. Uh, the WhatsApp group message is just called Kelly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, Imagination Land. And I'm still. That's 11. Like, season 12. Like, fucking hell. I'm not sure where I would put the line. Probably, I think... So, season 13 has fish sticks. Yeah. And I think season 12 and season 13 is where they start getting less. I would watch any... Because any episode before that, if you said, hey, let's put that on, I would immediately put it on. Yeah. And I think I think it then... I think it did take an uptick again, though, in, like, the... Um sort of late teens early 20s when they really went hard on the the satire yeah because they 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 did a couple of seasons where it was flat out one overarching story so like the yeah so they're the really re- yeah i think they're really quite recent i they're the ones i i know so they like that much. so so they actually they, so they had they had those so that was like the mid-teens okay and then they started doing so there was still continuity, but there wasn't like an overarching plot. Yeah. And then that was, yeah, that was late teens, 20s. Because they've obviously done all of like the COVID special stuff now and things like that. Yeah, yeah. But I actually watched some of, so I am one episode, oh no, two episodes away from being up to date on this. Because I haven't watched some of the specials and I still have one episode of the latest season to watch. I don't, I think I'm probably a little bit behind because I, I ditched my um, Sky TV when I moved oh. and just have it through um, streaming, like on um, a laptop from um, definitely a, a streaming service that we are the ones that are the household that pays for it, not a family member. And um, it's just on a really crap laptop, so I don't often kind of go for it. Yeah. But I need to, I need to, um, yeah, get back up to back up to date with it. I think that even in some of the more recent ones, because you, you've got like the they to get jibs, like yeah. there's still things recently that are still very quotable, very funny. Um, Graham, hello. Just a quick one on that. Uh, 
took her jobs was from 2004. Sorry, what? That was from the Goo Backs <laughs> episode, 2004. Uh. <laughs> it came back in the wrestling episode, and it just came back in the latest season as well, when Butters tries to give someone a job in a hot, bar, a hot dog bar. I thought it was in... Um... It is constantly referenced through the years, to be okay. fair. So I, I remember it from the... Wasn't it the... Um... The Whole Foods episodes. Oh, yes, I think it does. Yeah, where South Park gets gentrified to yeah, shitty. It's a play on shitty part of town. Yes, because it's the the Chinese um, the the Chinese uh, restaurant owner. Yeah, says it all the time. I can't remember, but yes, yeah. Anyway, South Park. Yeah, I think I think this fits the bill perfectly because, as I say, like nineteen ninety seven, Carmen gets an anal probe with the some of the most basic animation out there to, you know, twenty six years later, uh, still going strong. They've had a movie. They obviously managed the success of Book of Mormon off the back of the South Park fame. They're currently in the process of actually reopening Casa Bonita which I really feel like we need to go to and yeah to have that tremendous tremendous success from something that is as crass and as rude and I think even early days was one of those kind of things that was panned by like the you know um, you know the same people that blamed Marilyn Manson for the Columbine shooting kind of thing, right? This is distasteful and it's going to ruin our, the minds of our children. The, the really famous one is someone said it was nothing but bad animation of fart jokes. Yeah, which is though they did Terrence and Philip. <laughs> and it's still finger on the pulse, right? Like the, the stuff with um, the Harry and Meghan stuff recently was very funny. Yes, yes it was. Did you ever, do you remember on the VHSs where the um, they used to have the live action like intros and outros? Yeah, and it, it, was, and it was a different dog every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> final, final choice uh, on my side is a show that lasted, uh, so it ran for two separate periods of time um, for 39 seasons in total which is 862 episodes. Uh, It ran from 1963 to 1989, and then from 2005 to present. It ran for a grand combined total of six minutes shy of 18 days. It is the 19th longest running TV show uh, because it's been running for 60 years. It broke a record recently for the biggest gap between character appearances, so a character left the show and then came back as himself 57 years later. Uh, yep. And they are also on, depending how you want to count them, their 15th Doctor. So I am talking about BBC's Doctor Who. Mm. Because uh, as, you, as you said, Graham, sci-fi shows get a pass. Yeah. It, it, out of interest, and I think the answer to this is yes, but is was Doctor Who early series subject to the like the BBC archiving thing where they lost a load of episodes there, of TV shows. There are lost episodes of Doctor Who. So you would not actually be able to watch every episode. They've I think they might have animated a couple. But yeah, it's it's a t- it's some have been lost uh, ironically to the depths of time. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a strange. I I think we spoke about this before, but I really I think Doctor Who shit. Yeah, we've 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 chosen to ignore that. <laughs> but I I when it's good, there are, there is a a run of Doctor Who which runs for about twelve or thirteen seasons, which I fucking love. Right, and then it kind of drops off a little bit. Um, so I really like the stuff that was done by Stephen Moffat um, when Stephen Moffat was the showrunner because I think he lent in if I was to give you episodes to watch that I think you would actually like it would be ones done by him mm-hmm. I mean he's got Stephen Moffat's got a great pedigree right? he did all of um, uh, Sherlock which I think is a very good series. exactly yeah and Coupling yeah which is weird to think about but he did a he he kind of he's the first one for me that lent into the time travel stuff as a thing other than just to get you to the location where the episode is. Right. If that makes sense. So he did a lot of like self referential things, and there was a, an entire episode which I think is always up there on lists, uh, which barely features features the Doctor at all, and it is all set on the fact that they're getting these videos from the Doctor and he hasn't recorded them yet kind of thing. Um, It's called Blink. It's about the Weeping Angels and it's fucking incredible. Uh, With Carrie Mulligan just before she hit it big. Or as she was hitting it big, I guess. Which is also fun with a show like this because it is uh, a British staple. A lot of now very, very big British names have appeared in Doctor Who in small parts. So, yeah, but and this is another thing that I find quite interesting. With like another reason I really don't like it is that see I and like, I'm not going to say I'm sure you're going to name some people that are very good actors and have gone on to big things, but I feel that the acting in it predominantly is quite shit. Along with the effects, like they're the two things that really take me out of it. Like I've I can appreciate David Tennant as the Doctor because I think he plays the character very well from what I've seen of it. But yeah, like come on, Billy Piper, really? Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. So I, the Matt Smith, Karen Gillian stuff is my favourite Doctor Who. Yeah. Because I think both of them are very, very good. I like. I have a lot of time for David Tennant, but I think Matt Smith and Karen Gillian's is just more my kind of thing, and I think that's your kind of thing as well. So I think if there were going to be episodes you like, it would be theirs. I also think with them, they kind of changed how they approached the effects a little bit. Right. Because I think with some of the... And this is the annoying thing with Doctor Who as well. You have to talk like you're stupid. So some of the the early new stuff... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was like they were trying to make the effects campy. Because it was like people... Yeah, it was a throwback. Yeah, it was like thing, people right? think that, you know, it's a style thing. And I think Stephen Moffat threw that out the window a little bit. Yeah. But you had, like, Andrew Garfield was in an early episode. Daniel Kaluuya. Obviously now, because it's a BBC show, Olivia Colman was in it. And she's now obviously fucking huge. It's just, I I, I love it. Like I said, I, I think it is a great show. I, I didn't watch a lot of Jodie Whittaker's stuff because I didn't like the showrunner and what they were kind of it, again it just didn't didn't like what they were doing but I'm gonna give the new lot a go and and see what that's like but again it's a stupid thing to say but i say it all the time anyway when it's good it is so fucking good 
and then when it's bad, I generally just forget those episodes exist. Talking of the Jodie Whittaker stuff as well, though, it's one of these things that, and I guess it's one of these things that happens with sci-fi quite a lot as well, but it's a pretty, like, toxic fan base. As oh, well, right? fucking hell. It's, like, I, I, <laughs> I think Jodie Whittaker is brilliant. At, you know, she's so good. She does a lot with what she was given, but for me, it is just I just didn't like the story the showrunner was trying to show, to like tell. But there were so many people who, when she was announced, decided they didn't like it, right? And it's just like you can't. It, it's there. There are so many entitled people who are so fucking protective over these things that it's like they feel like they own it, and you don't. It's consumable. It's something you know. You can be part of it and things like that. But if you don't like what someone's doing, it's not. It's not on you to fucking shout from a hill until it's changed. Yeah, it's, the creators are not beholden to yeah. you, Mister Mister Neckbeard. Yeah, clearly you're telling a story I didn't particularly care for, so I stopped watching it. And I, I don't know. You know when sometimes you just you finish watching an episode of a TV show and your brain just goes, you know what? I'm not going to watch the next one. I'll get round to it, mm-hmm. and then you never... That's kind of what happened. It was like, I started watching it, and then my brain just had no real desire to keep putting the next one on. Once upon a time, that happened, just to throw back to it. Yeah. One, at one point in your life, it's the last time you watch Once Upon a Time. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that Doctor Who has been going on for 18 years, and that is... Bef- so that's longer than Supernatural, for one. Yeah. So... Is going beyond for 18 years, and that's before we factor in the 26 other years it went on for. Yeah. It's it's insane. Like, it's, it's just bizarre that if you break it down, one of the longest-running British TV shows is a sci-fi about a mad dude in a time-travelling police box. That shouldn't be a show that runs for 39 seasons and 862 episodes. Like So, Query, because I've not watched it enough to... I've watched it enough to know that his name isn't Doctor Who, he's the Doctor. Yes. What is... Where is the Who part from? Are they in... Is there a Doctor Zeus crossover here, or...? Oh, I see what he did there. We went, we went for the Grinch. We went to Whoville. I like it. The, the Doctor Who Stole Christmas. Hmm. So it, it's the idea is that people, it's a question people would ask when they meet him. Doctor Who. Weirdly. But and, then and surely again, it's missing a question mark in the title. Yeah, I guess, I guess it is. I guess it is. But, and one of the reasons I like the Stephen Moffat stuff is he makes the fact, he makes Doctor Who a literal plot point in a series of the show. Okay. It all comes down to uh, they're trying to seek this question that has been hidden in plain sight which will spell certain doom for the universe. And that question is Doctor Who. Right. Because, uh, yeah. And then sci-fi plot stuff. But, yeah, obviously me being me went fucking mad for that. But it's just... I, I just... Yeah. It, it, it's, it is a very mixed bag by its very kind of nature. Because, again, it is it is bordering on a different show when the show... You know, as they change showrunner, as they change uh, the actor. And... Yeah, when it's for when it's my doctor and when it's for me, fucking love it. But I I can't believe it's run for as long as it has. It is mental. Thing is, in the state of the NHS these days, it's impossible to get hold of your doctor. Hey, well, you know that, that's that's why I have to get my Gallifreyans through work. I'd assume that's hilarious. <laughs>
Yeah. We've spoken a lot about TV shows that we have, you know, a lot of time for. We enjoy them and they fit the brief. I'm going to talk now about a TV show that I couldn't care less for. However, it we spoke at the top of the episode, whenever that was recorded, about some of these like longest running TV shows. I and mean, you touched on quite a number of them. Um, but we didn't get to any of the UK ones, because mostly probably because I picked this and you weren't going to spoiler it. But the longest... I feel like we had to kind of pick the longest running TV show in the UK. So um, this has been going for 60 seasons and by seasons i guess years it has as of uh where was it as of the 12th of july which was four days ago there have been 11,004 episodes Fucking hell. Uh, fun, fun <laughs> fact uh doctor who's the character coming back record yeah uh it beats this show for oh really yeah so this show had, but it was a 40 years or something like that. So it smashed it. Bloody hell. Yeah. Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's mad. It's, it is fucking insane. I'm still only on episode 600. I've been catching up for years. Oh, someone. No, I've never... <laughs> someone told me the ending. <laughs> Could you imagine if this was a box set? <laughs> oh, that is a, that's an interesting question. How heavy would the box set be? Yeah. Especially if it was the Steelbook edition. Yeah, fuck it. All right, I could fi- I could I could figure this out. It's eleven thousand episodes. Eleven thousand episodes. Okay. On average, half an hour, I think. Half an hour. So what? Back from my not that I do it. Actually, I I, I said that with uh, not that I do it anymore, but I I, I had friends who used to torrent. Uh, are we saying three hundred mm. gig, three hundred meg? Sorry, an episode. Yeah, I'd say yeah? so. Three hundred meg. All right. So that is that number. Are we? Are we? Pausing for maths. We will pause for maths. Pause for maths. One, two, three, four, five. He's just like six, a slightly less seven, attractive version eight, of Rachel Wright. I, I always five, saw myself as Carol Vorderman. Right, elephant in the room here. The sound quality of my voice is different because I'm recording this directly from a laptop. Because it turns out the answer I originally gave here was embarrassingly high because my math skills are not very good. So, according to my my new maths, if this was a box set comprised of steelbook DVDs, it would weigh 255.8 kilos, or a quarter of a ton. Blimey. I like to think it would come in one of those... Do you remember in the early 2000s when um, your your friends used to torrent, and your friends couldn't torrent at university, so they'd have to burn them onto discs and put them into uh, long, like the big folders of cds yes yes i still have yeah. I, I still have my i moved all of my dvds into wallets like it makes me look like a dj yeah yeah what do you reckon if I, and i'm sure like me you probably have a a, a limited knowledge like because i've obviously i've obviously seen the odd episode with like my mum used to watch it my nan watches it or whatever but i obviously don't care about coronation street enough to have ever watched like voluntarily watch an episode let's say but i think it's it's ingrained into british culture enough that there are certain people that you would know um as characters so who do you think makes the cover uh the, the only person the only person i could think of that has been in Corrie because why not 
is the man who ties all of the British soaps together, which is Ian McKellen, who is in it for an episode. Um, he is, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. It's it's fucking. It's Deirdre and Ken. Isn't it's Ken it? Barlow, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Ken Barlow, whose son uh, was in Mandy. Oh, really? Yeah, so Linus Roach is uh, Ken Barlow's son. Fair play. Yeah. Fun fact, Ken Barlow, who I think you can call boring in print because he sued for defamation and lost. <laughs> which, which I'm fairly sure means the judge just went, you are boring though, aren't you? <laughs> are we, uh, is, was, was the lawsuit specific to print or can we get away with it on the podcast? I'm not well? sure. I think we'd have to write it. Check the episode notes. I was going to get on to, uh, so yeah, Ian McKellen is in it. I mean, there's been a, there has been a raft of uh, British actors that have uh, trodden the cobbled streets of Coronation Street. So uh, you had uh, Michael Ball um, has been in it. Weirdly, they list Charles III as a uh, as a character. Um, I don't think he's actually been... Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the I, I bet he has. Thumbnail looks like, probably. Craig Charles was in it for quite a while. We spoke about this on the um, Red Dwarf episode because they had that crossover, didn't they? Les Dennis. Keith Duffy, who was in... One of the Irish boy bands. Oh, I want to say Boyzone. I think he was Boyzone. Yeah, he was in it for fucking ages. Charles was in an uh, episode of Corey. It was he. Fair enough. Anna Friel. Oh, really? Um, Ni- Nigel Havers, Peter Kay, Lorraine Kelly, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley has been in Coronation um, Street. Rula Lenska, Ralph Little. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is this is less good. Bernard Manning, okay. Sir Trevor McDonald, Paddy McGuinness, Ian McKellen, as we've already mentioned, um, Jim Moi uh, has been in it. Right, I'm going to send you... A f- ben Kingsley was in Coronation Street in the fucking 60s. So it was like really? it was his first role. <laughs> so I am going to send yeah. you a picture of him, and he looks like a Thunderbirds puppet. <laughs> right? Yeah, he absolutely yeah. does. Yeah, including the hands. He looks like he's fake holding a cigarette. Yeah, and fake holding a fire. Classic. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted your list with uh, That's all right. humor. Andrew Sachs, as in uh, Manuel nice. from um, Forty Towers. Peter Schmeichel, as in the goalkeeper. <laughs> Philip Schofield, as in the disgraced this morning's presenter. Patrick Stewart. Phil Taylor, as in the darts player bradley walsh shane ward i think is that as in like the cricketer shane ward that can't be the correct one was it shane ward or shane ward oh shane ward yeah. so shane ward was a guy on the x factor okay that makes much more sense <laughs> uh holly willoughby norman wisdom i think that's all of them all of them the notable ones anyway have what soap opera Mm. Have you pr- watched the most? Oh, good question. It probably would be Corrie. Like, only because my nan always watches it. And so whenever I'm over at hers... And, like, I think this is a thing with people of an older generation. And, obviously, like, they, my, my grandparents don't have um, any kind of, like, DVR kind of thing. So, um, I mean, my granddad still uses VHSs to tape stuff if he wants to watch something later. Nice. There's there's no like airs and graces about it. Like you're if you're around their house and Coronation Street's on, you're watching Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not. Like like I imagine if they were around mine and like I don't know, South Park's on. Like we're all we're sitting down, we're all watching South Park. I don't care what you think about it now. But yeah, no. So um, probably I'd probably say Coronation Street. Nice. Yeah. It's definitely it's 
so my parents were big. Well, by parents, I mean mum was a big. Uh, there was a lot of Emmerdale and Coronation Street growing up. But I also, I definitely watched a lot of Neighbours because... I probably saw it accidentally when I was trying to watch The Simpsons. It, yeah, it was in between News Round and The Simpsons, so I may as well watch Neighbours. Yeah. Toadfish. Which, fucking Toadie. That guy who died and came back from the waves. Good old fucking Harold Bishop. That guy we saw at that gig once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, we saw, we mentioned it before, we saw Dr. Kennedy at... Uh, uh, a C6 Steve gig. It was C6 Steve, yeah. Okay, I'm glad I yeah, wasn't. I think Yeah, I think he was in town filming some, uh, like, re- episode, like London episode of it or something. Yeah. But he's now a touring musician. Oh, really? Yeah, as you do. My um, my other favourite thing about what should like, so, you know, let's say it's, I don't even know if Coronation Street is on, on a Sunday, so this could be completely out of context, but... <laughs> Let's say Sunday dinner around Nans. We've had we've had that. I had you know cups of teas, sitting around chatting. Gets to say eight o'clock, which is when I assume these things are on. Um, Coronation Street comes on. You know you're kind of everyone else is still having a chat, but my nan's watching Coronation Street. And the thing that she does, and I think this is I don't know if this is a specific generational thing or potentially a specific soap opera watcher thing is tells you everything that is about to happen or is planned to happen because they've read it in one of these like soap opera magazines uh, that's coming that's yeah. already out and tells you all of the spoil. I was like I, I, why are you watching it? Why do we still need to watch this if you know absolutely everything that's going to happen? I, I cannot get my head around it. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, especially a show that goes on every day. Yeah. It, it's because I definitely watch things that I know what's going to happen in. But if it was a new episode every day, I'd probably just sack that one in. Yeah. Well, and also, if if you were, let's say that you you decided tomorrow and that you wanted to start watching Coronation Street, where would you start from? Well, I'm assuming they do like uh, like what comic books do, where there'll be an episode where Ken Barlow. Like resets the multiverse, <laughs> uh, and then they just start it off from like Cory Zero, and it just starts off from episode one again. So I'll wait until something like that happens. Uh, okay, Deirdre point. D- yeah, um. <laughs> Deirdre point. It was all the uh, alternate dimension. Um... Fuck, that is that is actually the end of Coronation Street. Was there an Audrey? There must have been an Audrey. Probably. Yeah. All those mad lads. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, 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 I think um, despite not being something that I have any interest whatsoever, I feel like we had to touch on the longest running British TV show of all time. And the idea that it has 11,004 episodes is just mad. Yeah, so that is 11 to 12 times more than my longest running choice. Yeah, which is insanity. Yeah, it's it is absolutely, absolutely insane. There we go. Now you know, play the music. Dub dum. <laughs> <laughs> So those were our choices, Graham. Those were, our as choices. you know, because you were here with me when we were talking about them. Well, I wasn't. I was here with me. Ah, you were. That's true. We've also been recording for like an hour and forty-five minutes. <laughs> so uh, well, let, let's let's fucking smash through this end then, uh, because we. I mean, we can overrun a little bit on our hundredth episode. To be fair. Yeah. Because fuck you guys. We, we, we've done this. Yeah. 
for a century of episodes. We're like one of those lame American companies that refers to everyone as friends and family. Yeah. But yeah, so... You're our boys and girls and superstar DJs. Bring it on. <laughs> so my choices uh, out of my... The top three yes. the top three of my three, if you will, which to be fair is probably something that needs its own jingle by this point. <laughs> because I say, yeah, it, I say it every single fucking episode. But it's a... It is a tough one because if if we're going by sh- so shows that went on longer than expected, I think yeah. if I'm being true to my because we take for because we take Doctor Who for granted as being a British institution, yeah, I think I will put it at three because I do kind of get why it's still there because it, yeah, it's it seems to be bigger than the sum of its parts, right? Like I get it, it's always been there. Yeah. I just find it crazy that this is the thing that has become a British institution. Number... T- you know what? I think I'm just going in reverse order of what I said. Number two, I'm probably going to go The Simpsons just because... Actually, no. Number two, I'll go Supernatural because I am still very, very surprised um, that it went on longer than expected. But The Simpsons is... Supernatural went on, I would say, seven seasons longer than I thought it would. The Simpsons has probably gone on 20 because there is no world where, even when The Simpsons was at its proper peak in those first nine seasons, there was no moment where I was watching that thinking, you know what, I bet this is still going to be airing shows in 2025. Yeah. Like, it's it's fucking crazy. So that, that's what I'm going to go. Doctor Who, Supernatural, The Simpsons. And your, your choices, Graham, out of your choices, what's the top three of your three? My top three of my three is, so in third choice, third choice? Third place. Third place, I'm going to go Coronation Street. Um, one, because, you know, I, I don't really care for it that much. Um, but two, because it's of a genre where this is, like, whilst it is surprising and it is insane that it has been going for 11,000 plus episodes, there are a number of TV shows around the world that fall into this same kind of genre and of this same kind of number of episodes. So it's not that surprising that we have one of these or actually multiple of these in the UK, right? So it's it's there because the numbers are mad, but I don't think it's that surprising, even though the numbers are gargantuan. Second place, I'm going to go... Um, Always Sunny. Nice. Am I going to go Always Sunny? Do you know what? No, I think actually second place South Park because I just think the fact that Always Sunny is still going is as offensive as it is and can be whilst being really funny and is also a live action thing which means that it it doesn't have the kind of ease of kind of you know, you can't easily churn these things out like you can with animation you know and it costs more money to churn these out things out as it does with animation yes maybe not as many episodes over the course of these things but the fact that the the type of show it is and it's live action and it's gone through multiple uh studios and things I think, yeah, it probably actually has to take the biscuit there and take the, the first place. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I, I think kind of um, because South Park kept itself fresh, I can kind of get why it's still going a bit better. You get what I mean? Yeah. Because I haven't watched... Well, I mean, to start to start talking about the, our combined uh, top three, I haven't really watched South Park and thought, you know what, this needs to stop because it has yeah, kept yeah. feeling fresh. The Simpsons... 
the exact opposite. So out of out of our choices, what do you think the combined and official the podcast only asked for top three should be? So I would go I would go It's Always Sunny. I would then go South Park, I would then go Supernatural. And the reason for this Is that three, two, one or one, two, three? Because that's one, two, three. And the reason the Simpsons drops out is for a little bit of information that I've just found out by Googling why is The Simpsons still going today? One of the big reasons The Simpsons continues to churn out content are the show's original syndication deals. These old school deals mean that Fox only recoups syndication money if they're making new episodes. Interesting. Yeah. So all of the they're only making money off of the original good shit because they're still making the new crap shit. <laughs> ah, so it's kind of like when Marvel had to make um, that unreleased Fantastic Four movie. Or not Marvel, somebody had to make a very, very bad Fantastic Four movie that they didn't release. And and given how bad the Fantastic Four movies have all been, <laughs> you know how bad this one must have been. Yeah. Inter- interesting. I would still... I would still... I would, I would bump Supernatural up and put The Simpsons third. I would, I would drop... South Park out for The Simpsons just because 34 years. Even even Fox's, you know, the the syndication money they're getting, I thought at some point it would fucking stop. Like 30, 750 episodes for a cartoon yeah. that hasn't particularly been great since the early noughties. Like, and even if it even if it even if it was great, I still wouldn't have expected it to run for this long. Which is how many episodes were South Park? Park? Um, I just googled it. Three hundred and twenty-five. So Simpsons is nearly double South Park's rate because I think South, like you said, I think South Park keeping themselves relevant hasn't. Yeah, but then you also have to take in the fact that South Park's R-rated. Um, the fact that an R-rated uh, animated series has had the longevity of South Park, I think is... And also, I don't think you can say it's not surprising that a company owned by Rupert Murdoch is just doing something because it's bringing in lots of money. Yeah, true, true. Um, I mean, Always Sunny and Supernatural, I, I'm I'm locked in with. And I think Always Sunny first as well makes sense because, again, even just based on the title episodes, the title of the season one episodes, I would expect that to be cancelled immediately. Like before anyone had even watched an episode, <laughs> just like sorry, you want to call it what? No, yeah, I, I'm still, I'm still leaning Simpsons just for how because then obviously South Park's thing was uh, it's still airing because they own sole like streaming rights or something for a long time, so they were getting a load of money out of it. But I'm, I am more surprised that The Simpsons are still uh, going than South Park is still going. Well, then I think maybe the fact that they're both still going then drops Supernatural. Because Supernatural, A, isn't still going, and B, has the sci-fi effect. And C, I've never seen an episode. Okay, alright, you know what? I'll take you on that. I would say Always Sunny, Simpsons, South Park. Okay. Alright. We have... Let's lock it in. We have an arrangement. There was a lock-in jingle that I just haven't used since we came up with it, so I might actually throw that one in now. There we go. So... And it was beautiful, Ian. It was glorious. Glorious. Um, so on our for our hundredth episode, 
uh, the podcast nobody asked for's top three shows that went on longer than expected. Uh, number three is South Park. Number two is The Simpsons. And number one, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you agreed with our choices, if you disagreed with our choices, you can find us on Instagram at... No, you can't. You can find us on... <laughs> you can find us on... Fuck. Let's try that again. If you agreed with our choices, if you disagreed with our choices... It's not like you've already done this 99 times <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us on Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for, where you can become a friend of the podcast and keep us going for another 100 episodes more. Or 10,900 if you want us to catch up to where Coronation Street is today. <laughs> Here's hoping. Um... If you want to find us on Twitter, you can at Nobody Asked For Pod with the number four. Same on Facebook. I don't think we're on threads yet, are we? We, we haven't threaded We yet. are not threaded yet. We're not threaded, but you might find us there. It'll be the same as our Instagram handle, probably, because it's all through the same thing. Thanks, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah, we've got a website as well, the podcast nobody asked for.co.uk, where you can find links to everything we've just spoken about. And more and wherever you're listening to this episode if you can leave a review please leave us a review and in it put any future episode ideas you may have and we'll try to do it in the next 100 episodes so that was episode 100 which is it was which is nice which uh a ton in the bag it is i mean what we really should have done was stuck ourselves at number one but we've already yeah this is we've already pulled that card once so I don't think we could do that twice in 100 episodes. I think we have to leave a bit more of a gap. Yeah. And plus, all of these things were the, these things plus the thing versions of them too. So. Yeah, very true. Very true. But, you know, we can never escape yeah. it. 100 fucking episodes. for this.